Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, it's Bubba. Don't forget it's holiday season. And if you don't know what to get uh, for a gift or a stocking stuffer, well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has all the tools to guarantee you that you win this year's stocking stuffer and or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they've served over 4 million men worldwide. That's like 8 million balls, if my math is correct. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code Bubba. You know, Manscaped's best-selling product should be at the top of every man's wish list for this Christmas, and that's the Performance Package 4.0. Inside of that bad boy performance package, you're going to get the lawnmower body trimmer. As a matter of fact, I shaved my chest and arms and my pubes today with it. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, your body, and the weed whacker for your ears and your nose. You got to keep up on that or you're going to look old, buddy. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Keeping your balls fresh, fellas, is important. You never know when you're going to get some, I don't know, spur-of-the-moment action on those bad boys. Whether this is for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, get them something that they're actually going to use and might get a laugh or two out of it as well. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code Bubba. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the sports show. Brian, babyface. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you, sir? I am doing wonderful. I'm getting your levels here. Just yes. Just you down, you know, because obviously Dr. Dan sits. Uh, sits no, I, I'm, I'm a radio professional and I can actually speak into the microphone appropriately. So my levels might be a little higher than his. Yeah, they are. They're a little bit higher. Yeah, than I'm a little hotter than him. Oh, you're saying Dr. Dan kind of. Uh, I'm just saying I'm a little hotter on the mic than, than Dan. That's all. No, no. And looks and. Uh, well, I, that's debatable, you know. I mean, you're not a bad-looking guy, Brian. I'm an I'm a seven. I, I'm a solid oh, seven. Really putting yourself over there. That's not over. You seven. Don't, do you don't, you don't think I'm a seven? The, the the complete package. All right. You know what? If you look at your complete package at this point in time, yeah, I guess your job. Your it's a career, by the way. <laughs> okay, whatever. Your career. <laughs> your your personality. Your you know nice haircut, the way you dress. Yeah, I guess I could put you at a seven. Yeah. A Tampa seven. A Tampa seven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, Cherry had said uh, 6.75 with that shirt. Oh, okay. You're you're a Newport Richie six, Lummy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so that would make me like a Tampa two. I don't know about that. Maybe a uh, Plant City nine? It would make you equivalent to a Tampa Terry. 
Oh. Which is equal to a Tampa 2. When you say his name uh, three times, he normally appears. He's already in... here and oh, uh, he? and being his normal obnoxious self. Well, we had, uh, obviously, Hill Jack Rick with 100 bits. Uh, we had a busy weekend in sports. Uh, anything that surprised you? From the college football perspective, no. I think we called that pretty well. I think we did, too. You know, pr- pretty, pretty, pretty good with that. Um, with 100 bits. Is there anything with the college football? I know, I know, a lot of people. Well, have, I guess Georgia, Georgia losing the way they did to Alabama was surprising, but 80, the fact yeah, that both points? of them made it, you know, was not. I mean, they gave up what eighty six points the whole year, or what eighty nine points the whole year, and then they gave up what forty one, forty two to yeah. Alabama. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Uh, I didn't see it. I thought it was going to be a really close. I thought it was going to be one low scoring and a close game. But we knew there was going to be no scenario in which Bama played Georgia in the playoff, anyways. So it, you know, the the matchups are are as expected. I think. No, I think that did a lot. Uh, they didn't want a rematch. They would never have a rematch like that it, it, the very to, next week. Because I I found it. See, I thought it was going to be after that all was said and done. Michigan number one. Then I thought it was going to be Alabama. Uh, or Cincinnati 2, then Alabama, Cincinnati 3, and then Georgia 4. They could have done it that way. You would have gotten the same matchups. Yeah, I know. So but it's the, irrelevant, but right? It, I mean, you yeah. were never going to get a, a Michigan versus Cincinnati matchup. No. So the only thing you and, – and, and after Bama beat them, you were never going to get a, a Georgia-Cincinnati matchup. So yeah. I, I guess that, that you know, it, it, people can cry about the numbers. The numbers are irrelevant. They are, but you know how – like we've talked about before, too, like that uh, pounding of your chest, uh, you know, the typical fan that says, well, Cincinnati, they got robbed or no, Michigan should lucky be number to, one. You know, they're lucky that things played out the way they did for them. You know, I, I think that the committee was looking for a reason to jump Oklahoma State over them if they could have. I think so, too. I think if Oklahoma handles Baylor. Like if they went out and beat them by 30 and yep. Cincinnati only won by a touchdown, there was a chance that Oklahoma State was going to get in. Yeah, yeah. I think they were going to make that big splash, and I think it was going to be something where they were going to say, oh, well. That play at the goal line was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, how how many opportunities Oklahoma State had in the fourth quarter to punch it in and couldn't do it. You think, how long's he been the coach at Oklahoma? He's been there forever. I feel like, what, 20-something years? I can't think of his name. He has a nice hair, though. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Mike Gundy? Yeah, Mike Gundy. He's got like a lifetime contract with I was, them well, now. That's what I, hierarchy 65, 1,000 minutes. I was going to say, is he that guy that, obviously you, you can tell he's not going to really leave, but is he that guy that doesn't really have to win the big one? And he'll just be able to stay at Oklahoma State that whole time and retire? I think the Oklahoma and Texas leaving the conference really has positioned them to be the the program in the Big 12. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're going to have um, – they're going to have a really good shot of winning that conference every single year now. Yeah, but I mean, is that is that something? Is it going to almost turn into where I know they're recruiting a bunch they're of not those going minor, to, yeah, Oklahoma I mean, State's not going to win it every year, but they will be in a position where they could every single year. Yeah, but you don't see the Big Twelve almost turning into a joke conference. No, because I, I know you did no, say that there because would be, every, if you look at the history of conference realignment, whenever you have teams enter a new conference and they get more resources at their disposal and more. Um, uh, more media hype and, and exposure, they always move up and do better. 
Uh, we've seen it with TCU. We've seen it with UCF. We've seen it with Cincinnati. We've seen we saw it for a minute with USF, and the administration blew it. But uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say too. You saw it when it was Missouri went over the. I mean, they were they were they were being, they were playing pretty well for a little bit there in the SEC. Well, that's a little different. Moving to the SEC is a, a different story. That's moving up a weight class, yeah. completely without like it doesn't matter what your resources are. You're not going to be on the level of an Alabama. Um, or Georgia or an LSU for a long time. Well, Texas so, A&M, I think, well, maybe. Well, A&M has, has the resources. Yeah. They have the money. And, and Texas and Oklahoma will, too. They'll have the opportunity for a team like Missouri, though, and Arkansas moving in there. Um, it, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a lot different back in the day when Arkansas did move in. That's a lot different of a step up in terms of competition. Yeah, I'm just looking at the big what the Big Twelve would be like once Texas. I know before they get their new teams, and it's just like, well, the new teams will be coming in in two years, right? At the same time, as of right now, Texas and Oklahoma have not indicated that they're willing to pay to leave early. Now, do you think uh, do you think any other teams jump in the next year or so? So, what I think is going to happen with college football realignment is all going to depend on the Pac-12's media deal that they get, and. If it's a terrible deal that they that they are offered, I could see a few of the teams in the Pac-12 reaching out to the Big Ten and and exploring expanding the Big Ten to sixteen teams, um, which would which would then hurt the Pac-12, make those teams panic, and maybe want to move to the Big Twelve or bring in a, you know teams like San Diego State and Utah State and Boise State to try and salvage that conference, that could lead to some movement. I think for a team like USF, who congratulations on them taking a, a legitimate first step forward the other day in, in getting an on-campus stadium. Yeah, what's and, your, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Too. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time coming. Uh, with, you know, but um, for a team like them, they, they want their best bet is for nothing to happen with the major conferences, all of them to stand pat. And uh, and for the Big Twelve to decide to go to sixteen teams for stability, because isn't that kind of how it was? Uh, it was, I think, I forgot. It's when Missouri and Texas A&M jumped, and then they were trying to redo that conference, and then didn't like uh, who jumped to the Pac-12? Didn't two teams like a uh, Utah and Colorado? No, no, nobody, oh. nobody. I thought it, who jumped, or maybe it was uh, maybe when they jumped to the ACC. I don't. I I thought there was something where no. the conference had, like it started like freaking out a little bit. Well, they were concerned with with the possibility of Texas and Oklahoma leaving or going independent or moving to the Pac-12. There was there was a lot of talks of of some different things happening, and so the Big Ten, twelve at the time, Big yeah. Twelve uh, has always been kind of in this flux position over the last decade because they've they've been the smaller conference that's what it was when maryland kind of jumped there was just it was all around that same kind of time and i think people the the different conferences like you're saying the big 12 started freaking out a little bit yeah they were definitely worse positioned in terms of media markets and things like that but here's the thing now media markets mean less than ever as cord cutting has happened because these you know these networks and the 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 viewership is what matters more than anything now because now everything's you know sub- subscriber based so you have to have a fan base that's willing to pay $5 a month $6 a month for ESPN plus to get the games that they're not playing and and the other sports 
in order to um in order to to for ESPN to get the value out of the TV deals that they that they need to get. And so that's where a school like USF's in 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 a precarious position because you know they re- while they don't have the devoted alumni base to justify you know the the paying of the money for the the by ESPN for for them as a as a as an entity. Well, I'm, yeah, and I'm surprised too on the stadium and them being able to pay for it. I just because we don't really have much boosters at USF. So from what I some from one of the some of the grumblings I've heard is they've got about fifty million dollars lined up to pay for the costs. They're going to supposedly make it a FEMA emergency site, the oh. stadium, which would in which would entitle them to some money from the federal government. Um, they're also looking at different ways they can get m- money through the state for it, and then the rest will be with bonds and and things like that. You know, construction bonds. And then the sponsorship, yeah, you know, so that those are the different. And and looking at some of the recent sponsorship deals, there, there's some money to be had. I think uh, San Diego State just got a good sponsorship deal on their stadium, uh, so that can help as well. Well, uh, now would you would you go to a game being out there at the? At you, the you know, what's the... funny is I'm one of the people that's probably less likely yep. to go out Me there than too. than I was when it was at Ray J, um, but. The students are more likely to go if it's there, and it's going to improve campus life, which will improve the university. And so from that standpoint, it makes sense to do. But do you think that, Bill? Because, I mean, I know obviously basketball is not a big, and USF's basketball has not been that big. Uh, the baseball team's good, but a lot of, obviously, students don't go to baseball games anyhow. Oh. But I just don't know if the USF uh, students would even show up with an on-campus one. I think they're more likely to show up with it on campus than they are at Ray J. But you think it's going to turn into how UCF is? I, I don't know that they'll have the same level of 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 um, students living on campus. I don't. But they they've expanded their on campus housing, and on a Saturday when you're on campus and you got nothing else going on, you're going to go to the game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're going to go to the game, and so it, you know that's that's how you 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 can work that. And then when the tickets become a premium. Because you've now reduced your, um, the, the you know the 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 uh, capacity, and so tickets become more of a premium. Then you know that'll get people to get off their butts and and actually commit to going to games and to season tickets. Because that that'll be the the only way to really guarantee yourself tickets. Now, is there any of the bowl games which bowls don't really matter? But is there any of the bowl games that? kind of you're interested in watching i mean the gasparilla bowl you got the gators yeah, versus know, ucf yeah. that that creates a little bit of interest although i think uh the gators will still destroy them but um especially based upon usf's performance against ucf in the final game of the year they should have won that game yeah but i think florida's just given up that's that's the problem you run into with these other schools but but then what you do is you just you, you play the younger guys right you play the guys that are hungry that haven't given up and you let the guys who are looking to take the next step or or come back next year, and they're very important. That you let them sit out. You know they've got a strained calf, and, and a strained calf, and they can't play in the See, game. The problem with that though is that I think some of the guys will get butthurt over it. And now with the transfer portal, portal that which I'm one thousand uh, percent against, but you know they they get hurt. I mean, look at LSU now. They've lost both their quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Johnson's leaving. Uh, the other guy I already said he was. So they're on a quarterback that what has played four games in his career. You know, it kind of it, it technically is a little unfair for that bowl game, 
I mean, I, I, I mean, it's not unfair. You play with the players that you have available. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that for the transfer portal. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, coach left. I don't really want to play in this bowl game. It, it's going to make all the, once again, the bowl game. But here's games the thing. Matter. So the, the transfer portal, to me, I think if you do have a coaching change, that's, that's when the portal should be open to all players. Only, only After the season, though. Well, no, as soon as you have a coaching change. That the players should be allowed to quit playing for that school and, and transfer out if they if they so desire. Ooh. Because because more than ever, players are committing to a coach, not to a university. Yeah. They're they're committing to an offensive or defensive philosophy. They're committing to the coaching staff. And so it's not, you know, the University of South Florida that these players play for. It's it's Coach Jeff Scott. It's not, you know, UCF that the players play for. It's Gus Malzahn. And that's what with the movement of coaches and you know, coaches are free to move wherever they want, right? True, and I Why shouldn't a coach have to be there for the entire time that he had a recruiting class? Very true. I I don't like that either. I, I don't because I feel uh, the bowl experience for certain kids on the team. It, you know, it, it's a good experience. Uh, you know, for your college. You know, maybe the college kid that that's all he's going to do is play college football. Maybe you know the long snapper, or, you know some you know guy that's backed up, and he's not going to be. And you know, because they do treat you well at the bowls. I mean, they get gifts. Yeah, they get You're the treated, swag. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And you get treated like, you know, the, the bowl games actually matter. And so when your whole if your whole team quits on you, I know the coach is quitting. And I mean, I think the coach, unless he was fired. The whole team doesn't quit, though. You may have, you know, 20% turnover, but that they've got 105 guys. They're they're okay. Yeah, but they're, they're, if they, they, yeah, even if it's your 20 best, you're still okay. Well... I don't know. I, For a bowl I, game that doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter at all. It's additional practice for the team, and it's a chance for guys to get one last game in, or like you said, have a good experience, a free trip. That's that's what a bowl. That's what these bowls amount to. Actually, made a good point in chat, uh, Naxa. It is about the money, which I am surprised about the money in the Vegas and the gambling and things like that. Because once you start losing those players, it's harder for them. Yeah, the lines are going to shift a lot. But it's hard when you don't see different uh, different who's going to play with the Lions. I mean, Vegas. Yeah, but who cares about the betters? I mean, quite honestly, who gives a shit? Well, I mean, that's a lot of money, though. But that's a lot of money that aren't going to these kids. Like, why should they care about transfer rules? Because you want to have a better idea of who you're betting on in Memphis versus okay, Hawaii. But, but then it also goes with the nil. Aren't some of those or whatever the hell, that's the, you know, they, they get paid to play. And name and image and likeness. Yeah, but like, what if what if the 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 company or whoever is giving them the money is only giving it to them for being on that team, right? But they don't lose it if they sign a like a two year deal or whatever. Yeah, it is. that's the risk that that company's taking, right? They're signing the player, not not the the player at that school. I know. I just feel like that's why you wouldn't. That's why you shouldn't do a four-year deal or two-year deal with these players if you're not certain. You know, that's 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 a that's a contractual issue. Again, I don't have any problem with players transferring when when there's a coaching change. The problem that I have and who I want my school to avoid as a player are the guys that run because they're afraid of competition. The guys that Whoa. the guys that can't crack the starting no because if, if you have a coaching if if you go from a three four to a four three defense I understand that, that part. and and you're a D tackle and, or 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 an outside linebacker or a D end and now your role has changed dramatically within the team 
and been diminished because of a philosophy change because you brought in a new DC, that kid should be able to transfer out. No, I agree. But the kids that, that are one. running because they, you know, stupidly went to Ohio State instead of University of South Florida or UCF where they should have gone. Yeah. And now they can't crack the, the top three. Those guys are red flags for me because they very rarely end up coming to their new school and contributing. And it's always it always seems like it's the guys that got forced out by coaching changes that do well and the guys that ran from competition that do poorly. I don't mind that. Obviously, like you said, if the different coaches that come in and change the whole thing, I mean, you know, if you're expecting a run and gun and an offense and then they come in with that, you know, pound the ground and you're a wide receiver, I get that part. I guess I'm more talking about the guys that get their hurt feelings. Like you said, they go to Alabama, but then it all goes back to the recruiting aspect where, yeah, those guys leave, but Alabama is now going to be saying, oh, yeah, we're the number one, rec-, you know, every year, and that gives a big name, and it, it still keeps attracting. I don't know. I think I think the college football is hitting a slippery slope. They're, I think they're allowing certain things and not allowing others. Well, like of course, and it's all and, designed to protect the, the, the money schools, you know, the money universities. Even even these portal rules and what they want to do, they're talking about allowing teams to take an extra seven kids on scholarship um, in this in this year's cycle because there's the, the kids that are getting hurt are the high school kids. Yeah. Um, by all of this because the portal, um, the portal is just overloaded with kids well, and you, guys. It it, it kind of hurts the smaller schools too. It hurts them in a sense. And the JUCOs. It can help. It just depends upon where your where your school's at. So if you have a very stable roster, then and and you lose a couple key guys, then that does hurt. But for a school like USF that is in this kind of transitionary, you know, two and ten, looking to rebound quickly, the portal can be a huge help. Um, but for a school that is kind of middle of the road like an ecu i don't see them getting a lot of benefit from the portal no but uh, you could even say uh the guy the michigan state uh running back that left uh what was it vanderbilt or no wake forest right and he just left but like you said he left because of the coaching and different things like that yeah and then he came out and became a stud yeah at that happens state. look at the kid that left colorado i think they had a coaching change he came jared mangum came to usf and absolutely dominated um, you see that you see that more often than not that the kids are, and this is just my observation that the kids are that are switching because of coaching changes, in, in are doing much better at their at their new school than the ones that are running from competition. Now, what do you think of the Notre Dame hire? I think it's a great hire from an energy perspective. I think the players love it. Um, I think uh, I think he has a chance to be successful there. Do you think it's funny that none of the assistants? I don't believe any of them followed Brian Kelly. Yeah, that's that's interesting, right? You don't see that normally, very often. Normally, the assistants like well, at, least at least one four. or two. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah at yeah. least at least your your offensive coordinator will come with you or something like that. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's a that's a pretty big indicator that uh, he wasn't very well liked. Yeah, because I remember uh, when the offense coordinator, or like it was Greg Fry, and those guys went to West Virginia. And then when the West Virginia coach got hired on at Michigan, they left West Virginia with him. And then they, when they went to when Michigan, he got fired. They still followed him to the next school. He went uh, Arizona. Yeah, Bob Shoup followed uh, James Franklin as his DC from Vanderbilt to Penn State. We see it often. Um, what's interesting is it seems like those recruit those those. Um, 
those assistant coaches and 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 DCs and OCs, the coordinators, they don't last as long at the, at the new school as the head coach does. Yeah, they're the ones that seem to to go out first. Well, and it, I think you said it, or someone said that. It, uh, I guess Notre Dame uh, didn't really their you know boosters and everything didn't like Brian. I guess he's a dick. He is a dick. I don't, you know, I think that it was kind of a mutual parting of the ways there that they, they had realized, they both realized he had taken them as far as they were going to go. I, for me, for me, if I'm Brian Kelly, it's a great move, not just from a financial perspective, but Notre Dame is limited until they join a conference and, and th- we've seen it. We're going to keep seeing it, that they will be hurt by the fact more often than not hurt by the fact that they're not in a conference and helped by it. Because they're relying on teams in front of them, and they're going to be relying on teams in front of them to lose every year, rather than them controlling their own des- destiny and be able, able to play their way into the college football playoff. What's uh, what do you think of uh, Brian Kelly with his fake Southern accent? I mean, I, you know, hey man, y'all, I've been living in Ohio for so long, but I'm gonna recoup you boys down here. Yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of. I, I mean, mean, doesn't that show that he's just how fake he is? I, mean, I don't know that he's fake, quote unquote fake. He's you know he's a successful head coach. He hasn't you know he hasn't failed wherever he's gone. He's done well. Um, it just you know sometimes things can get stale, and I think he got a little stale at Notre Dame. Uh, I, I don't think there's many top twenty teams that wouldn't have been eleven and one with their schedule this year. Uh, their best victory was over Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, you know, I just it, oh, it was probably the state? right time for both of them to make the move. And and I I think Notre Dame will end up in a conference at some point here in the near future. Which one do you think they go to? Whatever one's the biggest, pays the most. I, well, if they want more money, they got to go to the Big Ten. Um, if they want to keep their historic scheduling, they've got to go to the ACC. The problem, the ACC grant of rights is is very prohibitive. So the, their TV deal runs through twenty thirty six, and the Ooh. grant of rights at each university signed there entitles the conference to all of their home game TV revenue for the entirety of the, the, the contract period, so until 2036. So that's why you're not going to see any teams leaving the ACC anytime soon. It, it, it's just not going to happen. Like Clemson to the SEC is not going to happen. Florida State to the SEC is not going to happen. Those, those, those types of moves just aren't going to happen because of the grant of rights. The ACC has really solid... Um, stability for the next 15 years now speaking of the acc uh the person i thought they should have hired a couple years ago cristobal yeah he, I, he I left oregon and went to miami look it's a good hire here's the problem for miami they can't cheat anymore they're under <laughs> they're under the microscope so when they had their non-graduate boosters giving coke and hookers and cash to their players on boats offshore they, they were doing well those days are over. Yeah, but they got the nil now. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. You know, we'll see how that works out. You know, Miami has consistently been a team where their fans are what I would call Walmart fans. You know, they didn't go to the university, but they buy their shirts at Walmart and they go to the games. You know, they, Florida has a ton of them. Florida has a ton of Walmart grads, and oh, Miami wow. Miami has their share as well. Um, well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> you can you can say wow, but it's it's the truth. No, I haven't heard that, and I kind of like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're Walmart grads. I mean, no, nothing against Walmart and nothing against people who didn't, you know, you don't need to go to university to be successful. But to be a diehard fan where you're going to games and things like that, you know, you're cheering for a brand at that point. You're not cheering because you have any connection to the school. You're cheering because you 
can buy their shirts and they're on TV. Well, I mean, like maybe like even like a this is probably a bad example, but in Manhattan, Kansas, you know, Kansas State, if you live out there and that's kind of, you know, there's no NFL. No, I get that. Like totally. That, yeah, like, you get that. And, and and each school has a part of that, right? Miami doesn't need that, though. They've no, got, that, I know. That's what they, I'm saying. It's a bad but example. But for a while but. there, they, they, they did, they, it didn't matter that there was all these professional teams down there and so much else to do in Miami. They still had that reputation. They're a small private school. They don't have the alumni base that, other major universities do. I mean, Alabama could fill their stadium every single week with grads. They pretty much do that in spring football. Yeah, but I'm saying with actual grads. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, but you, you know what I mean? Like most of those people that go to those games have, you know, graduated from there. I mean, state pride. Somebody's in the chat said, well, maybe it's state pride. Maybe it like Kansas or Kansas State. You've got three major, five, four, five major universities in the state of Florida. It's not about pride. It may be about geographic convenience. You know, I'm from Tampa, USF's in Tampa. I didn't go there, but I'll cheer for them, you know, as a casual fan. That's fine. But if you're not connected to the university, it's not quite the same. And what that enables you to do is when you're not connected to the university, it's much easier to jump on and off that bandwagon, right? So they're winning. They're doing well. I'll jump on it. They're not, you know, you just get less loyalty when, uh, when, when you don't have, when, when you're a school like Miami that doesn't have the alumni base. Their fans are Less well, loyal. How long do you think it takes to turn Miami around, and how much does that hurt Oregon? Or do you think Oregon's going to still be fine being in the Pac-12, being up, you know, where I, they're normally at? I think it's a silly move by Cristobal. Um, you think so? I think they played as poorly as they did in the Pac-12 championship game because of the distractions. Oh, I, think I think the so players too. knew that was apparent to me. There was no effort out there. There was no pride. Um, I just think it's a mistake. I know it's his dream job, but if I'm Cristobal, I want to stay in the Pac-12 and be the big fish in that little pond right now as long as I can. Well, what I'm surprised with Cristobal, and I under like it wasn't like Miami's job was open. They needed to have a decision. Like that's what that's one thing I don't understand. He could have waited till after the Pac-12 championship. You know what I mean? Win that Pac-12 championship, you know, kind of then start talking to Miami. I don't. I just don't understand it where. Because like I, I feel like you're saying that the players, they knew what was up, but I, I feel like well, they the didn't prob- prepare for but it. But the problem as- with that, Lummy, is that universities aren't going to sit around and wait for you to do, you're not going to dictate the terms, right? You want this job, show us how bad you want yeah, it. Yeah, but you think Miami would have fired, like they would have got someone else and fired them? No, but they've they got to start talking to them. They've got to know that there's a mutual interest or else everybody else is hiring up the good candidates, right? Yeah. So you can't just sit there and say, well, I'll talk to you after my season's over. Uh, you've got you've got to have some conversations initially to to discuss it. I don't think the Miami coach was that bad. Here's, what, just... you want, here's a contra, you know, as we talked about, you know, what I called Walmart fans, whatever it is, um, how do you feel about somebody who barely has or moves away from a city for a long time and continues to cheer for the for the that team? Oh, so well, somebody like have, Seth, yes, somebody like Seth, I have right? Mixed, I have so mixed a perfect on example that. is Seth, right? He's still a diehard um, White Sox fan, still a diehard Bears fan, but you know, obviously because of convenience, became a Lightning fan, but. At what I, I don't know that that kid lived in Chicago since he was a, a little kid. Like why? I, I just don't get it. I, like I don't, wh- why? I don't get that either. Why don't you have like? Wh- there's no players left that you were che- that you were cheering for from when you lived there. Why do you continue to cheer for a team that you have? You're not an owner of it. 
You're not a season ticket holder, most likely, anymore. I, I just don't get it. Like, you're cheering for uh, literally names and a color. Like, like I, I don't get it. So you okay? So you, you agree with me? I mean, I think it would be kind of hard if I moved. I mean, I've lived here obviously my whole life, and I moved away to, I, I guess you could say a Chicago or St. Louis or not St. Yeah, but I, I still want to cheer for the Rays. No, no, I, I get Bucks. that. There's a five. To me, there's like a five year window where each year your fandom should be decreasing for the team that you moved away from. And increasing for your local team. Now, yeah. if you move to a, a location that does not have a team, okay, yeah, you stick with so it. you move to Wichita or or to Nebraska, and they have no professional sports teams, fine, fine. But if you move to from Tampa to Atlanta, and you're there for 20 years, yeah, and you're still cheering for the Bucks, what the hell's wrong with you? Well, I know there's a lot of people <laughs> in chat, and we probably get calls if the phones were working, but... Because uh, the, I know a lot of people, uh, like a grouper lips, he lives in uh, in uh, Atlanta area, but he's a big Broncos fan. Yeah, that's stupid. And like think- how long, if you're living there and you plan on staying there, you have roots there, start cheering for your home fucking team. That's, first of all, it's helping your tax base. You want them to be successful because it helps your city. It helps your property values to be in a, I mean, Champa Bay, man, that this stuff all helps us. I, I don't, I just would love to hear the mentality. Like I, cause I don't understand. I've never heard a good argument for, you know, somebody who grew up as a kid till they were 10 and then moved away and still cheer, even though they have a, a perfectly good hometown team to cheer for. Even if they're bad. You mean like all the New York and Boston? Yeah, those, like those fucking God. And those assholes. And most of them just had family. Like my family, yeah. I, I like the Cubs growing up. One, they my family's from Chicago. And second, WGN was down here when we were kids. And so obviously my other family was Chicago Oh, Cubs yeah. Fans. Everybody who lived down here was either a Yankees, Mets, Cubs, or Braves yeah. fan. Period. And, and and my family was from Chicago, so and they they were like the Cubs, and they came down here, and we watched the Cubs. When the Rays came on, we watched the Rays. Now the Bucks were here, so we liked the Bucks. Like we didn't like sit there and we weren't bear. They weren't Bears fans. Like they they hoped the Bears would win, but you know we all went for the Bucks then. Yeah. In the same way, like I did. It's like okay, I was a Cubs fan, even though the Rays suck complete ass. I'm a Rays fan, but I hope the Cubs do well. Yeah, and, and, that's, and it's series, fine yeah. to have them as your secondary team. Yeah, Your secondary team's fine. That's not what we see, especially down here in Florida. It's all these fucking northern carpetbaggers that keep their primary team. Fuck it. Fuck you. Period. And, and no, I don't care you're from Colorado. You don't live there anymore, buddy. If it's so great, move back. If it's so great, go back to your hometown and cheer for that team. But have some local pride and respect where you live and the team and the community in which you live. So that's my point. What do you think? What do you? What's your? What is your uh, kind of how long you have to be somewhere to kind of stick it out? Like I, guess- I think I think five years is the transitionary period to go from your primary team being your old team to where to your your primary team being your new team. It's a five year transitionary period. And and that's that's the way it should be. Because yeah, Heather's. So you're saying that Bubba should be cheering for the Bucks over the Packers? Uh, absolutely. First of all, he never even lived in Wisconsin, <laughs> so his is completely off base. Well, I mean, the Indian doesn't have a football. team. Indianapolis? Though. Well, they didn't. When he, I'm saying when he was kind yeah, of growing up, that's fine. But how long has he been in Tampa now? Tampa needs to be his primary team. Green Bay can be his secondary team. That's fine. 
But it should be that way. Like, look, I, I understand not everybody's going to do the right thing. Now, what if it uh, someone moves for a job? But do you intend to stay where you are? Well, it, it doesn't matter why you're moving. Well, maybe it's not a job. Like you said, it's a career. Whatever. If you intend to stay where you are, if you're just somewhere temporarily, that's fine. You have no roots. Once you establish roots in your new place, that should be your team. Especially if all the players from when you were a fan of that other team are gone. What are you cheering for? Oh, a jersey color? Oh, shit. I mean, a the, logo? The, You're cheering for a logo? We only got a couple years with the Rays players, except for Willie Thomas, but I mean. Well, the Rays make it really easy yeah, yeah, to, <laughs> to cut ties from the Rays, right? I, I stopped buying. I, I, I never bought a Rays jersey with someone's name on the back because I was like, well, they're going to be gone. Well, anyway. you know how I feel about wearing jerseys. I know. Well, it's I, stupid. It's stupid. It's I, the stupidest thing you could wear. I have a baseball jersey that I got when I worked there, and it was free and doesn't have a name on it. Yeah. That's is that okay? and not having a name is almost acceptable for a grown man. I, I just like I mean it's one of, it was one of the uh, the blue jerseys you know what I'm talking about it was the first year they did it and they gave it to us uh, to wear like when we worked and I've had it and it's just comfortable. Bubba can root for the for the Packers as his secondary team. Tampa should be his primary team by now. So I'm guessing that like uh, if we go to the jersey thing, oh Jesus, you don't like uh, the guys that dress up uh, <laughs> like the big nasties and all those like the Raiders uh, paint the face, the attention the whores, pads. the yeah. attention whores, yeah, the wear the shoulder pads and the attention whores, yeah, the the original Instagram models of, yeah. of sports, yeah. I mean, look, they they can. Do do what they want if they think that you know it's I, I, anybody can do whatever they want i can just i'm entitled to have an opinion about what they do and i think it's stupid i think painting up playing dress up larping at football games wearing your favorite player's jersey is stupid well, fate, I mean, having another guy's name on your back is 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 kind of weak it's kind of weak especially well I, I don't know if you saw the bills there's been a bunch of guys i guess they go in like full pads <laughs> fucking losers, man. Every single one of them is a fucking loser, in my opinion. Now, now they, when you see them, now when do you see them? So do you kind of like... I laugh at them. I laugh. What about when uh, different fans are taking pictures with them? That they're fucking stupid, too. I hope they're taking pictures to clown on them. Not, I, I've seen going to the Bucks game, like the big nasty, then like his little crew of three or four of them. They have like a line and they sit in the... like. Uh, Right around where the everyone comes up the escalators and they wait for people to want to take pictures with them. So stupid, so pathetic. So I'm guessing that I'll never see Brian with a <laughs> a picture. You'll never see me with a picture, and you'll <laughs> never see me wearing a jersey of my favorite player because I'm a grown ass man. Okay, how about this one? I have and I bought it. Uh, it was on sale. TJ Maxx like 16 years ago. A Lightning jersey. Yeah. No name on the back. So so I will say this. The only sport, the only sport where there is functionality to wearing the jersey is as a hockey fan because the stadium is fucking cold. Okay, okay, so that's that was gonna say and, and it has the sleeves down and everything. It's got the sleeves so it yeah. prevents you from having to wear a, a polo and a jacket. As long as there's nobody's name on your back, I'm no, okay with it's it. It's a plain black one as that I got for like then, twenty bucks. Then that's okay. It's like stitched up. It's actually pretty nice.
It's one yeah. of those TJ Maxx ones. Yeah, those just really nice TJ Maxx and Lightning jerseys well, from no, 16 years get, ago. Hold on, you remember when T, like, because TJ no, Maxx... No, they used get, to get the good stuff. Like, as soon saying. as they switched, like, styles, they would get all the old ones. And yeah. so you could get a $100 jersey for 16 bucks. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean, look, I, you go in there, I mean, you could still probably pick up a Josh Freeman jersey uh, for about four bucks, five bucks. But like you said, I, I don't want to put anyone's name on the back of my shirt. No, no, it's stupid. What if it's your own name? It's still stupid. It's still stupid. Just, just, you know. It's still stupid. But it's, I mean, at least it's not somebody else's name. But you're not a fucking player. Why do you need the uniform? It's like I'm a big fan of Publix. I'm not going to dress up like a Publix cashier when I go shopping there. (laughs) But I do love Publix as a grocery store. Really? You're not going to? You're not going to put your Publix polo on and walk around? No. Act like you work there? Yeah. (laughs) Dress the part. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe they'll get injured and they'll ask me to come in to play. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If they see you up there and they're like, oh, that guy's got shoulder pads. We don't have to pay him anymore. Do you even know where where did the whole thing of jerseys come from for fans? I know it's like for memorabilia, but I mean, one of those uh, you probably know, some players' t-shirts. closeted boyfriend was wearing his jersey to the game, and uh, <laughs> and that's how it started. He he overslept at his house and had nothing to wear to go watch his boyfriend play, and so he threw on his jersey. And everybody's like, and oh, everybody's like oh, that's pretty cool. And then they all started buying them. That's probably how it started, if I was to guess. Is probably a, a football player's boyfriend, secret boyfriend, had to wear. Something to the game because he overslept at his house on a Sunday. So I'm guessing you approve of the college football, how they don't have anyone's name on the back. I I mean, to me, I I don't care. I think once you hit like age 24, 25, the jersey thing should stop. And like grown men who entire wardrobe is jerseys. Oh, God bless your soul. I have a cousin who's got... Every first of all, talk about Jersey guy. Well, I mean, uh, like, look, hold on. How about collectibles? I, like collectible, like Bubba has a good collection of jerseys, things like that. Maybe that are autographed. You and, don't wear those. No, I know you don't wear that's, them. That's, right? a, that's a wall. That's a piece of wall art. Okay, that's different. So you're saying that you you you, you have a family you're not playing member? dress up. You're you not playing. F- you're not larping as a football player. You have a family member that dresses up. Oh God, this kid's got every. So his college basketball team is Cincinnati. His professional football team is Tampa. His hockey team is Colorado. His baseball team is Boston. And he lives in New York or New Jersey. What? Yeah. I can't stand it. Can't stand it at all. Hmm. If you if you have I wish the phones were working because I would love to take some fucking calls on this because I'll challenge anybody on this. Yeah, it's not hating. Oh, it's I, not, listen, what am I hating I, on? I, I, I'm hating I, on I'm hating on Stupid, mindless stuff. That's what I'm hating on, and Blitz, I'll and I'll continue to hate on. By the that. way, I was trying to keep it going because uh, Blitz uh, and I think Blitz he he rebooted them. And, yeah, and I, I think they were still rebooting, but we can always come back to the topic. Um, yeah, oh, I, I will gladly take every call. I, I Bring been, it. I've been watching in chat, uh, and it looks like yeah, a lot of people disagree with you, which is I love. I love that part. But they're wrong. What There's I mean a lot is of people I, that I, like being wrong. No, in but chat. I like going back and forth because I do agree with you on certain parts, especially with you know the guys that I mean. I think ah, listen, I see those guys. I'm like, come on, you guys are just the guy made a bot. I remember the big nasty and you know whatever. He might be the nicest guy. I met him at the gym. Like he was managing the gym. He you, he never even looked like he worked out, but he was the manager <laughs> at the Gold's gym. He had his own bobblehead. You know, like pictures everywhere and he 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 walked around it like he was a celebrity and it 
Like you couldn't. I mean, he kind of is because people are doofuses and mark out to somebody like that. You know, look, Calta gets people to go to his stupid concerts. There's a lot of marks out there, <laughs> and there's a market for marks, man. And you can find them everywhere. You know, you don't like you don't like the '80s uh, cover bands. <laughs> I mean, come on, the people that go to listen to shitty music because of. The fucking idiot who's singing, who has barely any talent and is singing it. Give me a break. You're a mark. And it's okay. It's okay to be a mark. It's okay. What? You, you don't need to apologize. Professional wrestling still has fans. You know? You're all marks. Oh, oh, what's your feelings on professional wrestling? If you're a grown adult, you shouldn't. I mean, but really, is that what every everyone that everyone is a grown adult pretty much that goes to that, those. They, they may be a, They may be grown, but they're not adults. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you went to. I went to WrestleMania. There was a lot. I mean, without kids and things like that, I went. I got. I got free tickets. Uh, okay, that's a little different. Well, yeah. I mean, I and I never seen it. I, I, T-shirt I wheel like with the hundred bits. But like, yeah, uh, Riddle's manager got us some free tickets, and we kind of sat with him and kind of, you know, he had. That's to be there. different. You're going with somebody who's a friend of the show and and a business acquaintance. That's a little different. You're not like, like watching every week and and tweeting about the changing storylines right and how somebody named like beck rawlings or whoever the people are now uh would would destroy this person in a fight <laughs> listen oh man i wish uh, if he, if she ever got a shot at at uh asa akira she would destroy her i, I oh man now you're talking wrestling i know that like we would be getting a call right now from tampa terry your boy Listen, brother, it's Tampa Terry, and I love wrestling. I'm a mark for it, and I can't wait to see who John Cena fights next at uh, Super Slam Summer Fest. <laughs> Come on. Grow up. It's, and look, you can casually, if you casually like watching it, that's fine. Whatever. You like a little you know, drama storyline. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, I mean, but you, if you're, you're a you're fucking fanatic, if you're dressing up to go to wrestling events, oh my goodness. So you, don't like, you don't like the dressing up of that either. <laughs> I under I, I will say this. I understand it more coming from a wrestling fan who lives clearly in a world of fantasy than coming from a football fan. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Blitz. Phones are back up. 813-90-BUBBA. 813-90-BUBBA. If you uh, agree with uh, Babyface's feelings you disagree no i don't want anybody who agrees with oh, me calling sorry. in okay we'll i wait. only want people who disagree if you disagree on being a fan when you move out oh we got a call here uh that was quick uh let's see here uh you're on with Babyface and lummy hey, hey tampa dairy how you doing brother <laughs> well i i just heard uh you know Babyface running his liberal mouth uh, oh yeah, no, these are no. all liberal opinions that I'm sharing. <laughs> you know, the Democratic platform is no jerseys. Um. <laughs> well, Tim Terry, what about the wrestling thing? Oh man, our phone lines are blown up, Brian. <laughs> you probably wear a liberal LeBron James jersey, Brian. Whenever nope, you're going to nope, your... haven't b- bought a jersey as an adult because I'm an adult. <laughs> Okay. I don't live in an arrested yeah. development world where wrestling is is exciting and ooh, I can't wait for so and so to fight so and so. Look, they're athletes. You can appreciate their physical prowess, but man, there's some real fans of wrestling. Woo! Well, who are, who are adults? Because, spend a lot of money yeah. on it. Buy the action figures. <laughs> Ugh. 
Is that you, well, brother? Is I, that you, Tampa Terry? He has a couple action figures. You got an I'm Ultimate sure. Warrior uh, WWE Classics action figure hanging up from your uh, from your bookshelf? <laughs> it's not about it being an action figure, brother. It's a collectible. Okay. It's memorabilia, brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, because you would there. probably forget who the Ultimate Warrior was if you didn't have the figure, right? It's memorabilia. It's the mem- it's the, the memory of it's him. It's like having a starting lineup, you know, when you were a when kid. you were a kid, <laughs> exactly. When you were a kid. Well, I mean, when you were a kid. Well, I don't expect a liberal like you to understand wrestling, brother. You wouldn't know a wristlock <laughs> from a wristwatch. Oh yeah, and, uh, no, I understand wrestling. I was a fan when I was a kid. All right? I, I, I understand wrestling. I understand how shitty it became because I grew up. It's not because wrestling got worse. It's that I got better. Okay? And so be better, Tampa Terry. That's all I'm asking of you. Be better, brother. Be well, better. Uh, uh, I, you're the one who goes to Hillary Clinton rallies. Brother. Never never would yeah. do that either. Wouldn't be oh, a fan of a politician. Mark. Don't. I wouldn't be a mark for anybody. Tampa I always love it, but we're You're gonna keep it. We got we're we're, we're blowing you know, up, Tampa Terry. We got other callers. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Tampa Terry. Terry had three two three fifty dollars cash. I, I hang up on Tampa Terry. Sorry, I, you know it's I, just the rule of the game. Hey, the man, Tampa Terry. Have you hung up on him yet? What the fuck? <laughs> no, I. I I'm, sorry. Three five two. Sorry, I think this is a Jersey guy here. No, I'm not a Jersey guy. It's T-shirt Will. What's up? Lovely? Oh, hey, T-shirt Will. How's hey, it going? T-shirt Will. I was a different. I thought. Hey, what's up, babyface? The other person. Hey, man, I got to ride with you on that um, on that fan thing you were talking about earlier. I know a guy that is a Gator fan and watches Gator football, but when it comes to college basketball, he's a Duke fan. How can you do that? You you shouldn't. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any it, sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And a guy that's worked for me for 20 years from Jersey. He's a Chicago Bears fan, Philadelphia Flyers fan, and he likes the Miami Hurricanes. Now, riddle me that. He's a front-runner bandwagon guy. Yeah, he I just mean, picked the guys that were good in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, he's, he sounds right. like, like he got stuck. <laughs> now it's not very fun to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All those teams suck now. <laughs> you know what? Why doesn't that? You know, get, get kudos to him quick. for his commitment. I'm sure he's in a loveless marriage, too, and he has been for 20 years because the guy doesn't seem well, to give up on things that aren't working for him. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> well, it looks like you nailed that one. I mean, pretty, the, clearly the guy's committed to right what there. he started with, you know? Yeah. He, he, he really is. <laughs> he still has VHS tapes. He's like, I'm not buying oh, into that right? new fangled technology. <laughs> he's not That's moving right. to the DVD. Yeah, That's it. I mean, he, he, just got a, he just got a cell phone last year. So <laughs> How old is this how, guy? How, well, let me ask you this. How nice is his mullet and how awesome are his Oakleys? He has no he has no mullet. Uh, he's bald and he's he's forty five. Uh, <laughs> well, but God yeah, bless him. He's, he's got to move on. As far as uh, like USF and Miami getting stadiums on campus, um, it's about time for one. And for two, Miami gets a stadium on their campus. They're going to own South Florida recruiting. <sighs> Those kids are going to stay home and stay there. Why? What's the difference for them, though? It's not like they have this giant student body. Yeah, they might as well just go to FAU, FIU. No, they shouldn't do that either. I'm kidding, but, but I'm saying if they want to stay in so Miami. So here's, here's the real issue for the Florida teams, and, and we're seeing it across the board, is that I think I, I, I heard something the other day, like something like 7 out of 10 of every Florida like top 300 kids going out of state. Really? No? So, yeah, like 6 out of 10, something like that. So you're, you've got so much of the talent is leaving the state. 
and they're coming back through the portal, but by the time they get back, they're damaged goods. But it didn't used to be that way. You remember the 90s you know, when, when Miami were riding high? Schnellenberger cut off I-4 and down. But there, there was, there was half, probably 75% of FSU's roster when they won their first championship in 93 were Florida kids. Yeah, that's how it always and, was. And it was that way for the next two. Well, but you look at Florida the same way, then Miami. Miami won well, all that from all pretty much South Florida they're still, kids. They're still getting local kids for the most part, but they're not getting the top-tier local kids. And that's that's no. the issue. Their, their rosters are probably still 80% Florida. Um, but they do recruit nationally. But they're the, the top-level kids are leaving the state, and that's what's and, hurting. Like, look at look at the state of Florida college football right now. The state of Florida. Florida, Florida State, Miami, USF, UCF, all not where they were five years ago. Actually, you know what? Five and six, six and six, and it's ridiculous. It, it's a, it, it doesn't need to be that way. We've got to figure out some way to keep these kids here. And have them play for these schools. And Hookers and blow. That's the what built them, and that's what will bring them back to greatness. This is the first time, uh, well, it, 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 this is October, but uh, uh, Florida College was not in the top 25. It's been 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's the times they are a changing. Times they are right. a changing. And right. not for the best. Well, I guess I, need to, I guess I need to write a check to the booster club up there so they can go ahead and get Tallahassee where it needs to be. How many, how many Miami Hurricanes jerseys do you own, sir? No, oh, he's a Florida State guy. Oh, I thought he's I'm a Florida State fan. No, his buddy like was. That baby face. Sorry, sorry. How many Florida State jerseys do you own? Uh, about six. Uh, <laughs> but right. they, they don't have any names. I don't wear them, them though. I don't wear them though. So why do, why do you I own do them that. then? Do you like do you, they take up space in your closet? Why why yeah, are you? They're in my closet. Yeah, throw them away. Get donate them. Donate them to a child. I might, I might give them to I might give them to some kids. I do have a I do have a Jameis Winston autographed jersey hanging on my wall. Now in that's my bar. that's different. That's a that's a piece of of art essentially. It's in a, I'm sure it's framed or whatever. And and it is. That's fine. That's no different than having yeah. a picture on your wall. In my opinion, look, everybody has different opinions. Right. I'm not necessarily right. I just happen to be on this one. Yeah, yeah. I, have I don't disagree with that. I've got, I've got a, I've got a Knowles jersey here and a Bucks jersey in my in my office at my shop. Okay, so, on a wall is a good yeah. place for a jersey. Yeah, yeah. not on, uh, not on a man on a wall at 120 degree temperature on a wall, with pads. on a kid or on a really hot chick. Well, my wife is hot and she wears jerseys, but I do not. Women totally t-shirt. fine with women wearing jerseys. Totally cool with that. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, as long as it's a woman's cut jersey, I don't want to see a woman yeah. in like Ray Lewis's yeah. actual jersey. Or yeah, or the one you were oh, wearing yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I agree one thousand percent with that. You got to get the ladies' cut, and especially like the pink version, where she's got that and a pair of jeans, and we're going to the game. And I'm like, woo, baby. Yeah, that's good yeah, times. Sorry. I don't, I don't mind that yeah, at all. Sorry. Some cleavage kicking out. You know, that's that's yeah, good times. That's good times. Yeah, you got them all jacked up. I don't yeah, need absolutely. I don't I don't need to see a 350 pound douchebag screaming drunk in in his uh you know Reggie White jersey. <laughs> oh God, you're killing me, dude! All right, Brian. Oh. Uh, thank you, T-shirt. Well, sorry, I. All right, boys. Kill me. Yeah, too. Have a great show. All right, thanks. We got one more. I don't know if he's a Jersey guy, Brian. Do you get my uh, invite before I go to him uh, on the Fanduel? Have I been getting it? Yeah, not directly. Well, do you have this one? Like, you could easily access, throw it in the chat, because a couple of people asked about it. Oh, 
Um, Whatever you, I mean, even before the end of the show, I just want to make sure you're yeah, getting it. Okay. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we lost the call anyhow. I, I think it was a little purple jersey. Oh, I, he wants to call up and cry about how the NFL is fixed. And I had all the proof I need because Big Ben said it was his last game against the Ravens and they beat them. 443, little purple jersey? What's up, guys? I'm hoping that away. <laughs> I think, I think, is that what, is that, did Brian nail, the nail it there? I'm, I'm wiping my tears away. I'm so sad. Uh, you're using your jersey to wipe those tears away. That's about all a good, a jersey's good for, for a guy. I'm sad. That's already in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> your Lamar Jackson jersey? Yeah, I, it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone. It's already gone. Well, you're going to lose gone. the that bet one? to Lummy, it looks like. Yeah. That one was gone. What? Yeah. Well, right now we're tied. There's a shot. Tied. So what was the bet again? That the, the, no, the Bucks would have a better record. Yeah, there's a shot. Better record. We're both eight and four, I believe. No. No, the Bucks are um, Bucks are nine and three, buddy. Yeah. We got a game up on you. Okay. Yeah, you're done, well, you're buddy. You're done. You're done. You're done. You guys may struggle to make the playoffs. At yeah, this you guys point. might not even beat the Browns in Cleveland. To, to be completely honest, I like with our injuries and everything. I think I'd rather injuries. just get a better draft pick. Because yeah. there's no shot that we are going to do anything in the playoffs if we keep. You, you first of all, you have no running, no running back to speak of. Um, what do you mean? Oh, they I'm got not, like four of I'm them. Not disagreeing with no you. successful, um, no, no, no lead back. Those jerseys, those, those, oh, jerseys, geez. those running backs used to be good. What, like eight, nine, ten no, they years have a, ago? They have a great team. If it was 2016, yeah, we've I already mean, we've already been over that. We've yeah, already said that joke. I know. Yep. Um, hey, listen, buddy, we have new listeners. Yeah. And if you're gonna call in every week, we're gonna recycle some jokes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So. I, did you you watch the Steelers game, Brian? Yes, I did. It was great. Okay. You know, such a good call um, going for it for, for two there. Such a great call there at the end. Well, I, I mean, genius. Because when you're the better team, which which the Ravens are, go to, the, go the to overtime. You should definitely did definitely you, go for two. Put everything. But, you know, put all yeah. your eggs into one basket. Yeah, or just go to overtime. How, maybe that's how I felt at first. But then, if you heard why Harbaugh went for it because uh, Marlon Humphrey was out of the game. We were basically down to no corners. You saw the Steelers drive down the field the last possession of the game against us, so he figured that was our shot to win, and if they got the ball first in overtime, he didn't think that the Ravens were going to stop them. So what he Um, so what he said, the message he sent is that I don't trust my backups at all, and you guys are a bunch of losers, and I'm never going to trust you, and I will rather take my chances on a scratch-off ticket than on you guys being able to stop a, a team from going down the field on us. That's a good message. That's probably going to instill a lot there. of confidence in the locker room. The play was there. It wasn't executed, but maybe he feels that way in the middle of a game. I mean, obviously this week's a full week of practice, for those backups to get more time. Mm. But I wanted to talk to you about our offensive play because it has sucked the past four or five weeks. Is it Lamar holding on to the ball too long, or is it the play calling against cover zero not changing and the routes are taking too long to develop? Lamar has nowhere to throw the ball. The receivers are taking too long to get open. Does that make any sense? I think it's a lack of talent, and Lamar can only do so much. And no by one, this point and in you're the not year, gonna, no one's going to run. No, you guys have no running back, so they yeah. know you're not going to run. I, it's it's look. He doesn't have the weapons around him. He needs to be successful. And we're talking about them like they're a losing team, right? This is which is kind of absurd because they play in one of the tougher oh, oh. divisions in football, and they still have a winning record. Yeah, they're still in first place. Brian, if you look at their schedule, they have it's an opportunity tough. to lose. Yeah, Brown at Browns. At or I'm sorry, uh, Packers. Oh, they could lose out at Bengals. They absolutely could lose and out and Rams that's, and then Steelers again. That's a possibility that they end up eight and I nine. I still, I still think that like 
I thought we were going to sweep the um, thought we were going to sweep the Brown or the Steelers. That's obviously not happening. I originally said that we were going to split with the Browns. We were going to split the Packers Rams because both of them are at home. And then I forget who are. Uh, oh, and I think we're going to split with the Bengals. So I guess from here on out, I think we go three and three. And oh, that'll boy. be good enough to probably land a wild card and a first round exit from the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so, he, I mean you guys lost the Dolphins. Yeah, so twelve and three, or that would be what twelve and five, three and three. No, twelve and no, it's eleven, 11 and six. six. Sorry, eleven and six. Yeah, yeah, that would be a wild card. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Bucks are going to have a little bit more than. All right, little purple. Well, we're up against it because yeah. I over talked uh, about jerseys and some other stuff that yeah, were, we're off we're topic. We're up against but, it, um, little purple. We're we're well, up against it, buddy. Somehow you're getting clonked in chat. Hill Jack Rick with 100 bits. Fuck chat. Just kidding. I love you guys. Bye. And we're up against the break. Uh, you know we got big time sponsors. Uh, we, so we lost our one big sponsor. Um, Seminole Hard Rock. Uh. Seminole. Well, we lost Seminole Hard Rock, and we just got um, word that we we just lost a major jersey company. <laughs> we, and Gorge Clooney with a hundred bits. I mean, uh, and half our fans because of wrestling. WWE was looking about coming on board, and uh, we lost wrestling. Oh, fan. if you can't listen to a show because somebody on it doesn't think that grown men should be fanatical about professional wrestling, look, you watch it casually. That's one thing. You're on there tweeting about it and talking about what could happen. You know, that's come on. Come on. Call in and defend your position if you want. I'm, I, I, I welcome it. 813-90-BUBBA. Now, we'll, 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 last thing on college football, I think it's a runaway, in my opinion, after last week's game. Heisman Trophy, Alabama, quarterback. Or do you think it's going to be someone else? Do you think it's going to be Shroud? <sighs> No, I, mean, I, I think I think a picket was on a better team than Pittsburgh. I well, think his stats I mean, a better show, team. They're eleven and two, right? Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah it's Pittsburgh and the ACC is down, so realistically, now they are. But he's probably statistically had the best season, and he he single handedly um, led to what will likely be a rule change regarding fake slides by quarterbacks. Yeah, Did you see that, that yeah, play? That was pretty badass, though. I mean, I've been waiting for somebody to do that so, for a long yeah. time now, and it, it finally happened, and it is a bullshit rule, though, because I, I think at this stage of the NFL and, 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 and the NCAA, if you have a running quarterback, if your quarterback wants to cross that line of scrimmage with the ball, he's fair game. Yep. And I know you've got to protect the franchise, and that's fine. You want to protect the franchise, keep your ass behind that line of scrimmage. Have better offensive the line. Second, the second you cross that line of scrimmage – you are fair game and and you get treated just like any other player on the field and that will that will i mean all of a sudden somebody like Lamar Jackson becomes pretty worthless cuz he won't make it through a season or he'll just have to stay in the pocket and then why have him um yeah then yeah cuz i mean he's leading rusher but, too but if you're going to have that if you're going to have a Taysom Hill for for the Saints now be a starting quarterback where he's essentially just a running back then he's a then he's a fucking running back yeah he's open the target the second you cross the line you're a fucking running back okay deal with it i mean i think if he's on the ground like if his knee touches the ground then you got to like you can't hit him he's down that's a quarterback I, I think if you know what i mean like if he's starting to go down it's still fair game until he hits him because, you know, I mean, if you give it up, you know, I mean, your knee's down. I mean, I don't think someone can come in and just completely clobber him. I mean, do you agree on that one, or do you think that it, it, it doesn't matter? Man, I think I think the, the rules should apply the same way they apply to any other runner on the field. And we know for a fact that they don't, that they overprotect the quarterback even when he's running. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the defenses. It's not fair to the defensive players. 
Oh, yeah. The defensive players are getting fucked in this yes. whole thing. Wide receiver on anything, really, if you think about it, from the wide receivers, targeting, all those different things. I mean, there's so many. And I think the refs don't even. Look, I'm okay with not trying to kill your opponent, okay? Not trying to cause head injuries every single play. You know, I'm but if okay it's close, with that. If it's close, but if it's we've we've seen where it's really close that they they actually have started erring on the side of keeping the guys in games now, when when it's really close and they're reviewing the play, which is different. They used to not review it all the time, and they would just eject a guy. Yeah. So I'm okay with the way they're enforcing the rules at this point. What I'm not okay with is the rules themselves. Now, so who's your who's your Heisman pick? I mean, probably the probably Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I mean. After what I, he did to Georgia's defense, he's got to be right. I kind of said if he if he shows up against Georgia, none which, of them are are. It's going to be the worst Heisman Trophy winner of all time, probably of the last thirty years. I can't go back that far. I don't even really keep track of it. Yeah, quite honestly, I know, but he, you got five consecutive. Uh, got to be first round of the NFL draft. Do you think he goes first round? Is he is he going? Is he in? Is he a senior? I don't think he's announced it. If I, he's a, I don't know. He's a junior, right? Five consecutive Heisman winners have gone on to be selected in the first round. Oh, not maybe not the, necessarily next year. Yeah, I don't know. but I mean, do you think he's good enough to be a first round pick? I mean, this year and and any quarterback could be because they're so bad. I mean, Pickett's great, probably the best actual um, prospect. But uh, you know, my my issue with the Alabama quarterbacks remains. Well, I mean, but you got Mac. So the Mac Jones. Matt, well, who two, throws three two for three for twelve yards with the W? You know, what it, what does that say about New England? It says or, that their coaches are smarter than the other coaches. So what does it say about the Bills' defense then? What do you mean? Well, I mean, does it show that the Bills' defense can't stop the run? I mean, yeah, if you run it a hundred times, which you don't do anymore. I know they didn't run it a hundred times, but I mean, they lost the game without even with with, with throwing three passes. Yeah, good on them, man. But good, I'm saying, so does that mean that the Bills are now exposed? I mean, they haven't been playing the best football that everyone thought the, they were going to run away with the East. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the Bills are, you know, we'll see what happens this week, right? This is a big week uh, for them. Yeah. And and and, and in re- redeeming their season. I if they, they don't. If they lose to the Bucks, their their shot at the AFC divisional title is pretty much gone. Their shot at number one seed is gone. You know they could still win out, um, but they've got to beat the Bucks. And I don't. I, I, in the beginning of the season, I thought the Bucks were going to lose this game, but after last week, I think we both picked this game as yeah. a loss for the Bucks. We had this. We both had this one, the Rams, and we figured one other bullshit game that they shouldn't lose, like the Falcons, which was, which was the Saints, right? I think uh, it was the Saints or the Falcons. One, yeah. It was one of those conference games that it was going to be a th- toss up. Yeah. And so we, we had that, and uh, I, I think I may have said the Saints on the road, um, you know, because it's tough to win there. But uh, so th- so they did have the one loss up in Washington that, that we didn't expect. No, that was kind of a... But if they win this one, then they're still on track for a 14-3 and season. And when they get Antonio Brown back, they will be unstoppable, and they will win the Super Bowl. So it, it's as long as th- their offense stays healthy, they're they're going to win. There's what do you think nothing. of the three game suspension for Antonio Brown? And do you think, I think they cut? Do you I think, think they cut him? I think that it's the the only problem I have with it. I have two problems with it. Number one, what happened to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Where's you know their penalty yeah. was was minuscule. Um, number two, I think that three games was probably too much. But it's in reality, it's like 
one or two games because he wasn't healthy enough to play anyway. I think it works out for the Bucks. Well, it's great because he has to recover fully now, right? They can't rush him back. Nope. And uh, all they have to do is get past this game this week, and then it's it's smooth sailing on in home for them. So you don't think uh, what they're saying, you know, the media is coming out like, oh, they're not, they're going to cut uh, Antonio Brown. Or you think what? They, that, Why? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen where they said because Arians. That's just said, people trying to fucking be be controversial. And then That's just stupid. Because then Arian said, I guess when Antonio Brown came on or something, he goes, "Ah, he breaks the rules one time, he's done." Oh, he said that at the very beginning yeah. when he was getting heat for taking Antonio Brown yeah. on as a player. Oh, yeah. he said that? Yeah. Please, get the fuck out of here. It's not going to happen. Zero, zero percent chance that he gets cut by the Bucks over this. Zero. zero. Okay, hold on. Zero percent chance. I Listen, I hope he doesn't. Over this, I said. First of all, he would have already been cut if they were going to do it. Maybe they're talking to Tom Brady. Make sure that Tom Brady's okay with it. What, how long of a conversation is that? <laughs> It's like, it could be a long conversation. Hard to get a hold of Tom. He's busy. He's busy. He's, yeah. he's super busy. Yeah, he's not showing up at the facilities for practice this week. <laughs> he's got or last week when this was announced. Yeah. When he he know, wasn't at the game. Yeah. Or after the game, he just disappeared like he's known to do. They're, they're waiting for him to just kind of, you know, get maybe mentally ready just in case. Uh, I mean, yeah, 0% chance unless. 0% chance he gets cut over this. Now, he could do something else stupid. You know, but he's not going to get cut from the Bucks. He's he took. This is what Bruce Arians is going to say. He served his penalty. It hurt us. We've moved on from it. That's it. That's think, it. You think the media start trying to hate on uh, Antonio Brown and the Bucks? I mean, the, uh, of course they're the best. No, but I'm saying like 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 you know like Aaron Rodgers is now almost like a it's a bad word. You know Aaron Rodgers. You, you first remember, of all, Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is a punk ass bitch who should have been getting shit before the season started. Anyways, I don't understand why he was so protected by the media and all the fucking rubes out him. there. They loved him because he, he was in that Hollywood lifestyle. Because he did a commercial, yeah, and, he, and he hosted Jeopardy. He's he, the best. Well, you got to think about it. He was in that Hollywood lifestyle. You well, know? isn't his wife or ha- like, so? So here's the thing: the Hollywood lifestyle. There's a lot of pushback against the Hollywood lifestyle, especially by the NFL crowd. Yeah, but they still love Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, now, you know, you're like, oh, Aaron, oh, that guy. He's like, been an asshole for a long time, is my point. This is, Him doing what he did and this is is on is on brand for him. Dude's a douche. So you put... you put, Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. So do you put Aaron Rodgers now up with uh, Urban Meyer in your douche list? No, he's not that high. <laughs> Nobody's that high. Uh, Urban Meyer's all by himself in the biggest douche in Brian's life. He's He's definitely up there. He's he's definitely high on that list. He's doing a great job with Jacksonville, by the way. Though he's not getting enough credit. He isn't getting enough credit. I mean, <laughs> they're uh, two and ten. Yep. Uh, Safe driving, man. Keep it at ten and two. Nope. They they reversed it. It's two and ten. J- James Robinson. He's he's looking good. Yeah, he's utilizing mm-hmm. his tools that he has at his disposal very well. You know, just just like you would expect from a coach to get the most out of his roster. Well, maybe he's looking to get the uh, the number one pick since the Lions. Uh, why? Oh, oh! I, I think he has the uh, inside the inside uh, path on that. I think I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that the Jags are going to lose out. I mean, yeah. I mean, even Houston is two ten. Which I if Tyrod Taylor's starting, Houston's a better team than them. Oh, way better. Yeah, but let me ask you something uh, in chat. Bears next head coach because obviously Nagy's gone. They were asking, do you think it's going to be like a Leslie Frazier? Like, who do you think would be the next? 
Bears head coach. And they've they've had a history of never firing a coach uh, in the middle of a season. But, I mean, if they go in and just get completely blown out by Aaron Rodgers after Aaron Rodgers already said that he owns the city of Chicago. Douche move. Douche comment <laughs> by a douche man. But he did it. So, and if he goes out and, you know, uh, they, they beat the Bears by five touchdowns, four touchdowns. What the fuck were, were the Bears fans thinking was going to happen this season, though? This is my thing. Like, have they underachieved? No. They've done exactly what I thought they were going to do this year, which was be a shitty fucking team with no real quarterback. So I, th- I think the defense has underperformed on the Bears. Okay. So the defense isn't as good as they should have been. You know what helps the defense out a little bit? Having an offense that's fucking competent. A better offense? Having an offense that's scoring more than 15 points a game or whatever the fuck they're averaging right now. Um, 17. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, uh, 16.8. 16.8, I think, is the number. Yeah. They did beat the Lions 16 to 14. Yeah, you know, that's a and, and 16. Yeah, you know, they're right on it or yeah. right on their scoring average. So, you know, you can come down on the defense. Yeah, their defense is underachieved, but a, a good offense helps a defense. Oh, and it's going to be a national TV too. What? I mean, the game. They're going to make people watch this game? No, no, if they get just completely blown out. I mean, do they walk down and say, "Now you get the fuck out." No, I'm get saying out. it's the game of the week. It's uh yeah, 8:20 Sunday night football. Ugh. Fucking terrible. At Green Bay. They're, of course they're going to get blown out. So, I mean, what do they do then? Do they fire him right then and there, or do they let him just keep going and let I, uh, Oh, and I the hope they go WWE style and have Vince McMahon there at <laughs> halftime to go, you're fired! <laughs> that would be amazing. And then uh, the run-in by the Triple H becomes the head coach, and that would be an amazing, amazing storyline. They bring WWE back in here. All That's right. it, man. Well, so, I mean, do you think Fields is a legit quarterback? No, I think it's a little too early to judge. I definitely don't think he's ready for the NFL. No, but if you were the Bears, oh, I'm moving on. I'm 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 trying to get Russell Wilson or or really, yeah, anything I can do. Aaron Rodgers says he owns the city. Come on down to Chicago, buddy. Yeah, we'll pay you. We'll pay you to own this city. Uh, I don't think they go get a. I don't think they. Well, get the a Packers veteran. wouldn't make that trade, but no, I know, but I don't think they get a veteran. I don't think they're. I think well, then they better enjoy. Sold. They better enjoy three more years, four more years, five more years of sucking ass. What if they get a better coach, though? I mean, you know. You wait, how much do you, time out? Time out. Okay. How much does coaching affect? Two or three games a, a season at most, based upon player and personnel. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they were seven and five at this point, we're not. You know, obviously it's a little bit of a different storyline. They're not going to be a contender. You could put Bill Belichick on that team. They're not going to be a contender. So they're going to be mid-level. The for the next couple of years. Who's their best receiver? Uh, Mooney? Mooney, yeah. Yeah. Darnell. And then they have the guy, some Allen guy. I mean, David Montgomery's. He's some, a good back. Yeah. Who has to run the ball all the time. He's averaging, what, four yards a carry. I mean, that's serviceable. He's got four TDs on the season. Yeah, I mean, I know they talked about, I think, uh, the GM gets fired, uh... The coach gets fired. They clean house, start over. Uh, David I mean, Montgomery would be the third best running back on the Bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bucks are stacked. Yeah, but I'm saying the, that's the difference between a contender and a pretender. So I don't care what how good a coach of Bruce Arians is. I don't even care how good of a quarterback Tom Brady is. He's not winning with that roster. He's not winning with that offensive line. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, no, I see that. You know, I just, 
So you don't think even bringing a new coach, a new GM, it's going to turn it around anytime soon? It's going to take them. uh, They've got to get it. You've got to have a franchise quarterback. Name a team that that is winning their division that doesn't have a franchise quarterback. Oh, I don't. There isn't one. I don't think there is one, is there? No, there's not. And you want to know why? Because you have to have, I mean, I guess the closest would be Ryan Tannehill, but I think he's starting to show himself to be one, right? But other than that, every single team that's winning their division has a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, if you go down the list, the Patriots, yep. Ravens, yep. Titans. Well, the Patriots may be the exception. Oh, well, listen, everyone was sucking Mac Jones's. No, deck. I said I said they're 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 winning by around the defense. him. Yeah, they're but, winning around him. Bill Belichick has the formula. Before this game, where he threw three passes, and I didn't say it, but the media was coming out saying how he was the next Tom Brady. Yeah, that was a little foolish, I think. I, I think that's too early to tell. I think that, that Belichick's done a great job managing him. His QBR isn't that high. He's, he's got, what, a 2-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's not exceptional. I mean, it's um, not bad for a rookie, though. No, for a rookie, he's doing really well, and, and Belichick's doing a great job protecting him and making him look his best. And and he's better than Tua. I take Mac Jones over Tua any day right now. Well, I, I think take I, him I, over Fields. I take him over Wilson. Um, I you think know. Tua. I think Tua's. I think. I think no matter what, the Dolphins are going to try to get a veteran quarterback, whether it's Russell Wilson, who I think is going to go to the Saints, or Deshaun Watson. I, I I think the Dolphins are going after somebody. I mean, I don't think they should have got rid of it, even though he was injured. Ryan Fitzmagic. I think the Dolphins are a better team than what they're showing. Well, I think they've showed pretty damn well of the but, last six no, but, weeks but, but how good but, they are. No, but it's their defense, though. Well, it's their defense, but it's also, see, this is where coaching does come in, right? It's realizing Tua's limitations and putting the team in a position to win. Yep. And that is what a good coach can do, and that's how a good coach can win you two or three games a year or be a bad coach like Harbaugh and lose you one last week. Um, yeah, that's very true. You know, that's that's where good versus bad coaching comes in. Which is similar and, to Carolina, in my opinion, too. And so who's the guy down in Miami? Flores or what's his name? Yeah, it, it, it is Flores. Yeah, he's showing himself to be a good head coach. He's showing himself to be a good head coach. He doesn't have, you know, the we- he's got good defensive weapons. They, they underachieved to start the season. But he's figured it out with Tua now how to put them in a position to win games. Yeah, Waddle's good. Waddle's a good receiver. Waddle gives him the threat of a downfield pass so that Tua can throw the ball four yards each play. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's what he does. And that's okay. His QBR 59.4. Who's? Tua's. Yeah, it's about the same as uh, Mac as Mac Jones. And they don't have they need a running back. Askins is not doing it. Well, yeah. When you're going out and getting who they get, Lindsay or yeah. whoever it was, you're, it was you're, Phil, you're yeah. desperate. But they've won five in a row, and Phil that is hard to do in the NFL. But not that hard when it's against the Giants, Panthers, Jets, Texans. But don't forget the Ravens. Yeah, that's got to be. I, I, 22 I, to 10, too. I would, I'm just going to say this right now. I would hate to be a fan of the Ravens right now. That's embarrassing. Mm. To lose like that to the Dolphins. That's true. That's pretty embarrassing. You know who's actually been impressive, and I've been watching the game so on the red zone, is the Washington football team. Uh, they, I think they made a mistake not going with Heineke out of the gate. We talked about this last yep. week. And uh, they, they, he's he's got that swagger now. He's got that swagger. I'm the starter. No one's gonna you know pass me up. And he looks like a totally different. Qu- he looks like the quarterback that played the Bucks in the playoffs. 
that's I have the nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go out here and, you know, shit, if, if, you know, no one expects us to beat the Bucks, he's making passes that you're like, holy shit, where, where did he come from? You don't want to play them if they score 17 points. I'll tell you that right now because they're going to, well, no, not always, but. <laughs> hey, listen, they got, well, but hold on. That's a team right there that you're, that I, I where the, the coaching makes a difference. Well, at, at, I will at, say. For I will two, say, three games, like you said. But it, it made a difference in the beginning of the year because I don't know that they lose early on. You know, I don't know that they have that huge losing streak if Heineke had been able had been the starting quarterback from the beginning like he should have been. True, but I think Riverboat. He's Ron. a good coach. Is Riverboat it, yeah. Ron's a good coach, and he figured it out, right? Yeah, they like, figured yeah. it out, and now he's got them in a position to win. And their victories aren't quite as fluky as Miami's. I mean, they beat the Bucks, which is a huge upset. Then they beat the Panthers, Seahawks, and Raiders. Yeah, those are not those I mean, are not Seattle's fluky wins. Now Seattle down. and LA and, and Vegas rather are uh, are definitely a mess right now, but they've got talent. They're not talentless teams that they're beating, like the Jets and the Ravens and the I, Giants. Well, we if you talk about Carolina too and, and douchiness, Cam Newton after coming out and well, I mean obviously the Cardinals were Kyle Murray down, but. That team is just—they're in disarray. I mean, they fired uh, our offensive coordinator, which I've never gotten the obsession that Jerry Jones has with Dak Prescott. Um, I don't understand why they're so married to each other like that. And uh, you know, he's never wowed me as a great player. Really, you don't like Dak? He's—he's—he's not—he just doesn't have it, man. He just doesn't have it. Hmm. His QBR is 50.9, by the way, on the season. It's that low? Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't have it. Actually, I'm sorry, 49.7. See, that's a team right there I think the coach loses you two, three games. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Mike McCarthy. Well, Mike McCarthy's less the problem than Jerry Jones meddling. Well, in, I, mean, in they do, I mean, they do meet and uh, go over the game plan every week. It's hard to be a good head coach with Jerry Jones as your owner GM. and And he should relinquish all involvement in player personnel decisions, in game planning, all of that. They got a lot of good players, though, when you look at it. Like the receivers, and, you know, and Elliott's playing a little bit better, 765. Pollard's probably horrible. the best back on that team. And and a good coach would utilize him more, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's... But, but, that's, but Zeke, but guess what? Jerry Jones loves Zeke. Well, that's... And again, that there therein lies the problem. Who's been the better back this year? Zeke or Pollard? Pollard. By far and away, right? Mm-hmm. More big plays, better average, yep. more yards per attempt, um, more first downs per carry. Didn't fumble yet this year. No fumbles. Zeke only has one, but no yeah, fumbles. No, but still. Uh, who's the better receiving back? Pollard. Pollard is the better receiving back. That's the correct answer on that one, too. More yards. But like you said, you know, he gave him so much money. Wasn't there a running back when Emmett Smith was with the Cowboys that was a pretty good one, but they were just so in love with him? Mean, obviously, Emmett Smith is a hell of a running back. But didn't he always have like a decent number two? I don't know. I thought there was some guy. I thought there was like a, uh, always a good number two that he had. Here's the thing with the Cowboys. I think, I see, I think, I think Jerry Ooh. Jones wants to make Elliott. Well, here's the thing with the Cowboys. They have not won since free agency was a thing in the NFL. I mean, they were able to get and keep the teams they had because they were able to control the players and the talent that they were able to get. And ever since they've had to make smart decisions, they've they've not been able to compete and not been able to win on a regular basis. They're a joke of a franchise. I would be almost as sad and disappointed (laughs) being a Cowboys fan as a Jets fan. 
Because at least the Jets know going into a season that they suck and they have no chance. The Cowboys, the Cowboys fans get their hearts broken every single fucking year. And I would get so tired of it. I would, do, I would just be so angry if I was a Cowboys fan. What fans wear more jerseys in the stands? Oh, God. It's got to be the Jets. The Jets always have well, jerseys. Well, I mean, come on. The Northeast is just a big fucking Jim Tan Laundry douchebag fest. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, Brian, uh, going on that one. Um, you don't think so, Lummy? Seven, uh, 704. Yeah, I agree, Brian. 704. Love Instar. What's going on, man? What's up, Instar? The guy from Carolina that loves tennis. Dude, should I go to the Panthers game this weekend? Why not, man? Any football is good. As long as you, uh, Darnold might be back. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I hope not. I hope not. Well, his baby fractured clavicle is better. On that? Come on. Come on. He's been injured, man. He's been playing injured and, and, and without McCaffrey. So when you build your entire offense around one player and, and that player goes out, you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, you're 100% right. I agree with you. But, man, I, I think we should have got rid of McCaffrey. And I think uh, I, I just I don't like the direction we're going, but we did fire Brady. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Never I when you Brady. fire an offensive coordinator. but Sister, uh, sister like Christian McCaffrey? I like Brady. I don't know. It's the Falcons, man. You guys have a chance to beat the Falcons unless Matt Ryan, the old Matt Ryan, returns. Well, the old Matt Ryan needs fucking Calvin Ridley, whatever he's dealing with. His mentals. His mentals, man. And look, I I respect somebody's rights to get their mentals in order, but the Falcons actually would have had a chance to compete for a playoff spot if he hadn't gone out. That's actually true. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, they've been outscored by 116 points this year. But (laughs) but they were like one game away from 500. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's, it's just been it's it's just been a tough season. I was thinking about going down to Tampa for the game January 9th, and I'm not even sure I want to go to it. Yeah, you don't want to go to that. That's going to be a bloodletting. Yeah, come on, man, you can come tailgate. You can come tailgate, but I mean, don't go to the game. I, I don't will. save your money on the the game ticket. Just go to go watch it at go watch it at the dollhouse or something. You want to go with me, babyface? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it. He's married with a kid. Okay. He's got, his Sundays are taken up uh, with precious preciousness. Yeah, it's all precious family time. <laughs> it's all family time. Well, you think Cam's going to do anything this week? Nope. Cam sucks. Uh, and you know what? Like Brian hates Aaron Rodgers and his swagger. Cam Newton is a douchebag. He's a high level douchebag. He lost it quickly. Yep. I mean, of course you know, he did. That's what he does every day. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, he went from being almost an elite level quarterback to not even a replacement level level player in two or three yeah. years, which is fascinating to me because when quarterbacks lose it, they lose it quickly. We've seen it with uh, we saw it with with uh, Manning. We've seen it with uh, oh Tebow when he lost it, he lost it quickly. <laughs> Tebow. Tebow had it for what two games? He had it for a game. Yeah, he was a good quarterback. A game, once. two games, two and a half. He was a good quarterback hey, once, literally once. Against the Steelers. Once. Against the Steelers. <laughs> that that Super Bowl, he's never really played the same since that Super Bowl. Yeah, because he's a head and, and it's a shame. But bag. all right, all right, guys, take Hi, care. Have a good day. See you. See you guys. Bye. What's up, caviar tacos? He says go. Lions, congratulations yeah, to hey, the fans yeah, you know in Detroit. What? And if you look at our uh, week 13 pick on Brian, yeah. that was the game, I think. You went 7-7, seven and seven, I went 8-6. and six. I picked the Lions. Well, uh, you know, I will say I got a little crazy. I don't know what happened to me in the middle of these picks. I where know, I went, you... When I went with Houston, the Jets, 
and uh, and Vegas all, all in a row there. That I was, was I was check marking this. Out. I'm like, oh shit, man, Brian's gonna run away. And then I'm like, X X X. I'm like, what the fuck was Brian thinking? Yeah, Houston over Indy. I did have New England over Buffalo. Yeah, you did. And, have that and five one. weeks ago, I predicted they'd win the AFC East, and you told me I was crazy. Okay, well, you also. Well, there's excuses now on Vegas, so... Well, I think... Come on. I think you would give me a pass on, on my Vegas prediction. You know... <laughs> How could you not predict that they were going to get rid of John Gruden? That their that one of their players was going to kill somebody. They were going to lose their number one wide receiver and their best cornerback. Come on, Brian. That's typical I, with the Raiders. There's I mean, not Oakland you, anymore. I will, say, I will say that. I should have known... That they're not allowed to have nice things. It's the Raiders. And the Raiders. Uh, yeah, that was disappointing. We better get our picks yep, in here. I know. Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Ooh. That's a tough man, one. That I'm is going a tough Minnesota. one. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Baltimore, Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Cleveland at home. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, look, by Vegas. New Orleans, New York Jets. The The Saints. I'm going Jets. Okay. At the New York. I'm going to win this week. I'm, I'm looking uh, to win this week, uh, not get one that nobody thought I should get. Well, what did you call those guys again? That the Jets fans? Oh, the Jim Tan Laundry Douchebags. Jim Tan douche Laundry Douchebags, yeah. yeah. They went up in New York. Dallas at Washington. First of all, they're not even the New York Jets. They're pretty much the New Jersey yeah. Jets. Oh, so let's let's face that. Too. Yeah. Well, the Giants fans more so from the state of New York. That's true. The Jets fans eh, tend to be from Jersey <laughs> and Staten Island, which is not really New York either. Dallas at Washington. Um, Washington, man. Washington, it is. Atlanta, Carolina. Um, Atlanta. I'm going Carolina. Actually, no. Go with your gut. No, I'm going Atlanta. Because I think Matt Ryan comes back. Uh, Seattle at Houston. Seattle. Come on, you don't want to go with your gut on that one? No, I'm done. I told you, I'm winning this week. I'm winning this week. Detroit at Denver. Denver. Teddy, Teddy Money, baby. I think Detroit runs that out, and I think they win. Yeah, good luck with that. Giants, Chargers. Ah, uh, Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. The Giants don't have a quarterback, man. Denny Dimes. Fran- San- he's hurt. San Francisco at Cincinnati. Game of the week here. Um, I Oof. think Cincinnati has kind of been. What about ex- Joe Burrow's in his thumb? I think he's been exposed. Denver. I'm going to go with San Fran. I'm going Cincinnati at home. Joe Burrow, superstar. Buffalo at Tampa. Give me my bucks, baby. Buccaneers. Chicago at Green Bay. Packers. L.A. Rams at Arizona. Pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray's status, you know, how how healthy is he going to be? Chase Edmonds coming off the IR. The Rams playing better than they, you know, hopefully did last time. They were atrocious on defense. This is going to be a good one. Um, uh, yeah, that's that, that finally a good Monday nighter. Yeah, finally. This is definitely a potential game of the week here. Well, who you got, Lummy? I'm going to go at Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona. All right, I think they split the season series, so I'll go with the Rams. Rams. And let's get a, a score in there. I'm going to say Rams 31, Arizona 27. I'm going to go 34-24. Obviously, Arizona. Thank um, you, Brian. It's been fun, man. And, oh, man. and to everybody out there, get rid of your jerseys. Donate them to charity. Stop being a douche. And don't face paint when you go to games. And and look, if you've lived in a city for a decade, you're now a fan of that home team. Just deal with it. I don't care if they're good or bad. Just deal with it. Mediocre. I, doesn't matter. If I lived in Dallas, I, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like their fans particularly. But if I lived in Dallas for 20 years of my life, 
guess what? I'm going to be a Dallas fan. Brian, before you leave, I know you got to go. We send that FanDuel link in there. We can, uh, dude, I don't even, I, how do I get it in there from here? I'm not logged in on my Twitter. Why can't you do it? I'm not logged in on my Twitter. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I thought you hey, were. hey, here's the thing. Check out Lummy's Twitter. Yeah, fin, fin. And, and you'll find his FanDuel link. And I'll even play this week. I've taken a few weeks off because I was doing so badly. And uh, I need diapers for the baby. No, I'm just joking. I'm, she's not in diapers. But yeah, you have a career, remember? Finn, just send me a whisper or check out my uh, Twitter. No, just check out his Twitter. It's much yeah. easier that way. If, you, if she's sending a whisper, then you got to log in, you know, whatever. Have a great week. And thank you, Brian, so much. Go box. Bubba's back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. right here at twitch.tv forward slash the Bubba Army.